Welcome to Spilling with G. This season, I'm joined by my best Judy Chris to serve, drink, and spill the tea on the best and my favourite TV show in the whole wide world, Ripple's Drag Race, the All Star 7 edition. Welcome back, Spillers. Very excitingly, myself and Chris are actually here together in person. So, Chris, why don't you tell us? Your brief overview of this episode before we get into it. Well, I have to say, I went into it a little bit like, how is this going to pan out? I don't really understand, like, what, you know, how it's going to work out, mm-hmm. what what context it's going to be. It was very strange, all these different speeches, but let me just say, at, towards the end of the episode, I was, you know, eating my words. Yes, I think, I think it's one of these episodes that... I mean, we forgot, well, we didn't even know what the episode was on the last podcast that we yeah, did. Uh-huh. Um, it's this kind of, for, for those who you haven't watched it, why you would then listen to us if you've not watched it, I don't know. <laughs> but this kind of drag you at speeches kind of episode where it's, you kind of tell your high school self. I think for us, this would be, what would this be? Sick form? College? Well, I think the thing w- that was tricky for us was there isn't really an equivalent, right? No. Like, there wasn't even... Well, at, in high school, we didn't have a high school graduation. No. Um, at my actual university graduation, no one from, like, the graduating class got up and, no. like, gave us any sort of pearls of wisdom or anything. So it was quite difficult to contextualise it. The only sort of you know, references I have is through, you know, American yeah. teen films. Yeah, because, like, I, like, at my graduation, not, it wasn't someone from the class, but someone, there was, like, somebody who came and spoke in it. Yeah. I don't remember who they were. I don't remember what they their specialty was. That happens quite frequently, but that's it. Yeah, so my university graduation, there was a lady who came to speak to us called Tessa Hartman. Right. Who now... As a real housewife of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, aspirational levels are what? Yeah, very true. <laughs> I, I, like, you must have learnt so much from that absolutely, speech. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, we are going to be completely honest. We've not really got any notes. We are winging this because we've been chatting in the garden and eating Mexican food. Absolutely. So, bear with us. We're just having a glass of wine and having fun. So, <laughs> um, coming through from the episode... I have got little notes. We'll go through those. So I really liked Jinx's comment of, did you truly win a star? Did you truly win if you didn't get a star? Yeah. Because this this is the psychology that I had where I couldn't wrap my head around it. And now you're seeing it, it's this kind of, actually, although she won, she didn't win. Would she have tried as hard? It's that, do you know what I mean? It's that defeatist, but also completely understandable attitude. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, like, the, the, the thing is, winning when you've been blocked, or as we say at Spelling with G, plunged, um, winning when you've been plunged is just a way of not being plunged the next week. Yeah. So you stand at the back, you aren't, because if you remember as they come into the workroom yeah. today, Viv said, actually, there was someone who I wasn't able to plunge, who I maybe would have plunged, and that was Jinx. So you just, uh, you avoid the, the the plunge for that week. The plunge, yeah. Which is a win in itself, no? Yeah, I, I get that. I think, also, as you've just commented about it, why Viv put herself in that shitter and actually said, yes, 
I would have what what just keep your mouth shut my god I know but I think there was an element of her thinking I'm bestowing you with one of the biggest compliments that there is you're such fierce competition to me that I considered I if I was given the opportunity I would have maybe thought about blocking you yeah. but I mean, Monet was less than impressed. Less. But I think she she blocked the right person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was, everyone had seen it coming. I think if there was anyone stood up there, Monet was getting yeah. it. And also, Monet had a face like thunder, but you could tell there was a crack of a smile through all of it. And like we've said previously, Monet and Viv have an established relationship. Yeah. And they, you know, that they're going to get get over yeah. it just like all of them are getting over and it and I think Monet sees the kind of reality TV side of it like walking in with tissue stuck to her foot and being like I'm the shitty queen Brilliant. and all of that stuff like she gets she gets into it I, I love this whole idea of like Monet and Shay saying they have this kind of telepathy between each other over the plunge and all yeah. of that stuff Um, the kind of plunge what they called the plunge party plunge club the plunge club like there's that kind of unspoken spoken stuff yeah completely completely fabricated by shay and i love that all of the people who are um subsequently blocked yeah have got on to that and really you know buying into it to really put the you know fear into those who either don't have a win or haven't been blocked It's, it's really clever yeah really clever I also liked Jada with the xylophone saying sorry to Jinx. It is this it is this little sister energy. I am sorry for not giving you a star or, or for blocking you. I was just like, I just love Jada. She is coming into her own so much. Each, even more, each episode as the series progresses, she is just shaping herself to be one of like the all-time greats, yeah. I think, in terms of how polished and how incredible she looks, which she always has, but also how like hysterical she is. Yeah, 100%. I think for me, like Jada has become the queen this season that I've loved the most. Most definitely. Like if they were to have like a miscongeniality, 100% it 100%. would be Jada. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... Where, where am I going? Right, New Day in the Workroom. You can tell these notes. Are <laughs> Sorry, spillers. Um, so New Day in the Workroom, you, they don't really speak. They go straight into RuPaul coming down the stairs yes. looking like Grace Jones and um, MC Hammer, kind of a child. But also who is about to, you know, ride a horse at the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Yeah. It was an odd... It was an odd look. It was an odd experience to see Rue look like that <laughs> like Renee's face as she walks on she's like oh yeah. like legit is the audience at home being like what the fuck is going on it was like I don't even know what it was like it was very like you know like sexy Halloween Star Trek it was like <laughs> sleeveless with a pointed shoulder with a big boot, it was there was elements of you know it, with the boot there was elements of sort of BDSM kind yeah. of leather gear the like you said the MC Hammer pants the sort of like really structured sleeveless blazer it was a choice it was a choice it felt very much to me like um, a school production of Aladdin <laughs> on the bottom <laughs> and a kid's kids whose arms have been like pulled off on the top like their sleeves 
Yes. Yeah. You ain't never had a friend like me. That's what Rose said. (laughs) Very that. Very that energy. But we find out that the big hoo-ha of this kind of episode is that two stars will be granted. Um, The person who wins it will win a star and then also be able to give it to someone else. Yeah. Um, And from that, obviously, Monet, we find out that the episode is about this kind of graduate, uh, graduate speech, sorry. And Monet has the power to kind of put them in order Yes, yeah. For the speeches. And I, you know, I have to say, I found it really confusing at first when they, when Rue was saying, you know, you'll be able to have two stars, one for you, one to give away. And for Monet to get so super excited by it, I was a little bit confused. But what it subsequently went on to be was her feeling that, like, you know, yes, she'll be, she's blocked this week, but if one of her sort of allies yep. or co- you know, co-alliance yeah. uh, members were were to win a start. She would she would be up for that sort of second yeah. one, which made a lot of sense. But I quite liked the power shifting, and you can already see that the sort of where we thought things were going. Because I feel as though if it just kept going like this into the final, like you know, both. Both winners either win a star, or if they are blocked, they don't yeah. get one. It it would be very sort of uneven. Yeah. Um. But actually, by doing it this way, the the stakes are much higher. Yeah. I I must admit I was confused. I thought both of them got one to give. I thought that too. That's, Is that not the case? No. So it's oh. only the only person who had the power power to plunge, is able to give a star. So I I thought it was two people because naturally the two people you'd give one to each other and then you're both ahead of everyone. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's that's how my brain would go, like, work. Mm. But, like, say, obviously we're skipping ahead. Say Jinx hadn't won and it was the two people who were top and they both already kind of, like, had a star. You could then do it so that they were at the top. At the top. And it, I think that would have really allowed for kind of the Monet... Trinity, Twinner, that come. could have been really fun. I don't know, they might end up doing that later down the line. Yeah. But I, I must admit, that is how I interpreted it. Interesting. So only only one person is going to get to give one yes. over next week. Whew. Yeah, but well, I, ha- I may be wrong, but that's from when it says next week's episode, I'm sure that's what it was. They were set, obviously, we're mm. jumping ahead. It was Jinx. Who are you giving your star Interesting. to? Interesting. Okay. So the question about that is, is Jinx going to give someone who already now has a star mm. a second? Or is she going to give the only person in the competition left who doesn't have one? 100% she'll give it to Evie. She has to. I, th- I also think it's in Jinx's nature. She's not, she's not a strategy queen. She's talented she, enough in her own she, life. Yeah, she doesn't have to strategize. That's what I was just about to say. She doesn't have to. No. So I, th- I think it's that. That's yeah. what I think it is. So they all go away. They go to their tables. They get their pens and papers. And Raja and Jinx kind of talk about the idea that they're playing these conceptual characters. Yes. And if it's done right, it's all this foreshadowing. If it's done right, it can go really well. If it goes wrong, yeah. it could go really bad. And they've, yeah. they've kind of come in, one saying that they're a witch, one kind of saying they're kind of a sorceress. And that's quite fun. Yeah. And I just love the whole, like, mood in the room while they're all writing. Like, clearly she had was suffering with a little bit of writer's block. Yeah. And, you know, 
if Jada's going round with the Glockenspiel, <laughs> we're all round graduation speeches, dun, dun, dun. And it, like, then, meanwhile, like, Evie's giving us Bob Fosse on the other <laughs> side of the workroom. And, you know, poor Shay didn't know where to look. She couldn't get a minute of peace. And I just loved yeah. that bit of camera work. I thought that was brilliant. I, I called that bit, so I've put it as a, like, note in my book as Shay the introvert. So this kind of, this room of huge kind of loud extroverts. And I, I think you can sometimes see this at a house party when there's that one kid who like is quite introverted they've not pe- like they've not peaked so they're only one beer in and they're quite insular and then you just see all these people who've had like seven shots of vodka yeah. and they're like ready and ready to play um but i also love that renee was like jada um ain't you black where's the rhythm yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's so good and jada could not find that funnier she was absolutely <laughs> howling um so yeah so kind of I, I feel like this section was very much the Monet section. I felt like this Most was... Definitely. Like, I think we've been saying, haven't we, that she's not really had this kind of presence in the show this season so far. Um, apart from, obviously, the first episode where she wins a star. Yeah. This was this was Monet's episode, in my in my opinion, yeah. anyway, in terms of the editing. Um, so she obviously goes around and she says, like, look, like, if you give me a star, I can tweak the order. She obviously fucks Viv up in that order as a kind of petty thing, which I absolutely loved, and it's absolutely what I would have done. But also the fact that she put her after Jinx. She she tried to fuck up Vivian as much as she, she possibly could. She did. Um, and this is where also, where they've not played the game with the allies, this is where the ally stuff could have really come in really yeah. interesting. Because if there was another allyship in it, you could fuck with them as well. Mm. That mm. So I wish there had been more allyship so far in the season, because I think it would have made for some more fun tv yeah and also like um i I was doing a little bit of research into like the orders of things that monet's done before Mm. so like the comedy the eulogy challenge with lady bunny she was first for that yeah um and i believe the comedy challenge in season 10 she was first in that as well so I feel as though she knows that she can open a show and and she's really great and like you said she utilised those alliances and placed them pretty much exactly where they wanted to be and left second to last isn't a bad no isn't a bad position to be in but in actual fact for someone like Jinx it's almost a little bit of an insult because that last bit is often the headline. Yeah. And, you know, to put her in second last was just that little nudge, not too much, but like you said, to put Viv last and after her was like that double whammy of, okay, you're going to regret having plunged me. Yeah, 100%. I love love the catiness, but like... It's polite, Cathy. They're, have, they're having banter, and I love that. There's no... And this is the thing, like, I, um, on Race Chaser, like, Willem and Alaska have said, there, there's zero stakes, right? Yeah. Because they're all established. They all know one another. They're all very... You can tell how fond and yeah. how much... Even if they're not super close, how much respect they have for yeah. one another. So, like, it's going to be little things like this that just pepper some drama throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely drama. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. So the girls obviously find out that the like guest judge and kind of helper, yeah. what's the word? I don't Coach, know. mentor, Coach, yeah, yeah. Um, is Nikki Glazer. Um, I, I'm aware of some of her comedy. Yeah. I'm not like a 
Glazer stan, but I've definitely seen some of her bits and bobs on like YouTube uh-huh. and stuff like that. And I've listened to a lot of um, podcasts where she's been a guest on. Yeah. And she's very, very funny. Yes. And very beautiful yes. as well. And I thought she was actually a brilliant um, yeah. like aid yes. to their to their honing in on the material that they all had. Very supportive. Yeah. I was I was surprised that it was Carson Cresley. And not Ross. And not Ross. Mm. Because it seems crazy to me that it's not Ross in that challenge. What was what was quite odd to me, and again, this is probably down to my sort of ignorance of the concept of like the graduation yeah. speech, but like that they were wanting them to go funny, they they were wanting them to be self-deprecating, but also they wanted them to ground it in humility and mm. like if they like pull from any sort of trauma that they'd had not in a not in an x factor like this means so much to me because my grand's budgie had cancer (laughs) like it was very much so like ground it in a story that that where you were at that time yeah so again i was a bit like oh like i thought this was supposed to be funny and like and it but it worked so beautifully it felt very for me i can't think what season it is which is really bad for me because i'm usually quite good at this it reminded me very much of um, the the kind of stand up speech, which is the same season as Willow Von Do. Okay, uh, season twelve. Season twelve, they do it, and Jackie Cox does kind of this. It's the one about her parents. Yes, and everyone yes. goes, "Why she didn't she win? Yes, why wasn't why uh-huh. wasn't she like a winner or a top for that challenge?" Like she was just safe or whatever. I can't remember the context to be completely honest with you. But it was about her coming out. To yeah, her mom, is it that, was. You know, it was. It felt very that. Yes. but done across everything. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. And also, I thought that you know we're we're hearing in Gabby and her lovely husband Ben's house today, and Ben said this is one of his favorite episodes yeah. of the season so far. Yeah, and actually, I. I have to agree with him. Yeah. I thought that that for something that we went into not knowing what it was going to be, yeah. we we're like next week on what's happening next week. To go from that to actually really seeing how this panned out, it was just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I I'm not gonna lie, I don't have any notes. I've written a couple of notes for certain people for this kind of coaching bit. Mm. I think they did Monet dirty in that her actual bit before was funnier the than the real thing. Funnier. Um I appreciate that Shay was like I was this kind of drama art nerd. But I also loved the you know it's the the old trope that, you know, the popular, yeah. good looking person is, you know, they they don't age well and they end up but for me, not the case. And I just <laughs> loved that so much. It was just a it was the right amount of like leading you down that where you know where you think it's going to go yeah and then right on the end of it just turns yeah and it was just perfect um i felt viv was very was basically just joanna lumley better than her jo- joanna lumley snatch like, game and i, I thought, thought that you, was more patsy she, she had the accent yeah. down um i was a little i was just a bit like oh really like it's such like, a shit trope yeah like, oh i'm drunk so i'm gonna slur everything and blah blah blah, blah. And then I was in the rehearsal because we'll get to the performance. Yeah. Well, the speech later, in the rehearsal, I was a bit worried. Yeah. I don't know why I was worried because 
there's she's not going anywhere no <laughs> but i was worried yeah and then i put raja the idea that they've given the edit that they're not sure of, of yes what's to come i said to simon she's gonna be shit hot yeah as 100%. soon as that as soon as it was like oh you know we don't really so, oh so you're playing a character you're not playing raja yeah did it all this kind of going back and forth like this i just said She's gonna smash this. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was it was the typical. Uh, we're gonna try and surprise you. Yeah, editing. yeah. Um, anything about the mirror you can remember? The mirror talk. <laughs> I've got no notes. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? This is terrible. Please do not revoke our podcast licenses. But no, Nothing. I can't remember. Apart from Viv was doing that really cool rainbow makeup. That's the only thing beautiful, I remember. Beautiful. That's that's all I remember. Yeah. Oh, and Monet and um, it's all coming back to me. And it's all <laughs> coming back. Um, was Monet and Jinx saying, "Can she hear us?" Oh yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I remember. Um, RuPaul walks down the runway in this fantastic color blocking number. This is fun. Who is her stylist this season? Is it someone new? I mean, I think it's still Zoldy. We need let's roll the credits. Let's find it. Yes, I'll get up on my phone. Okay, no, stunning, absolutely. St- really upped her game because sometimes in, in season 13 but even more so in like um drag race season three there was a few questionable looks there were some questionable looks from from mother rue so she's really upped her game really really upped her game i think he's still i is. think it's still zoldy yeah it's basically there's an article recently that was like he's not going anywhere, so I'm presuming right, he has. Right. But these are like seriously diff like these are amazing. These are amazing in comparison. Because the the difference between like Mama Roo and Workroom Roo yeah. is like when you have a child and like you dress your child for like school picture day. Yeah. And they'll run away a school picture day. And then on the days where like you're going to Tesco and your <laughs> and your child just wants to wear whatever the fuck they want, yeah, that's what those workroom looks are at the moment. <laughs> it's just welly boots and gold lame and fucking sleeveless <laughs> blazers. Cool. It's wild. Yeah, but it's they're saying you can do whatever you want in the workroom, but on the runway, yeah. hun, you're coming through with yeah. these looks. And like like Raven is putting out some crackers with the makeup <gasps> and as well. the legs. I know they're amazing, absolutely amazing. And um, funny enough, on Ebony and Irony, I think it was the most recent episode, the one before, Lady uh, Lady Bunny was saying that she bumped into Rue um, in like a coffee shop or something in Hollywood, <laughs> and when I was like, "You're chatting shit," she was like, "No, no, no, like seriously, like we randomly bumped into each Love other." It. But that Rue was wearing this like cool caftan and like fun sunshades and stuff, and she was like. I've never seen Rue dressed like this. Uh-huh. It's almost like, apart from like when they were in their youth, it, it, she was saying it's almost like Rue's kind of had this kind of clothing spiritual revival, yeah. and I can see that kind of in this episode, in in this episode, but through the season. Yeah, it it was once very like, very deliberate. I think the the workroom was very tailored, very masculine. Yeah, like with obviously with camp plays on that so like cut whether that was color or print it was always a very masculine tailored suit yeah. be- impeccably tailored yes clive Epstein dean and parker so. <laughs> um but uh, like impeccable tailoring and then obviously the runway was and i think that 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 might have been a very deliberate and the like an our boy olden, girl boy girl and now the like the workroom looks are really 
sort of yeah there is still an element of tailoring there but it's really f- like fucking with gender norms yeah. and it's a it's a little bit non-binary um without being too to Over. the point where it's so blatant yeah but uh, it's subtle enough that yeah it, it, it kind of works even though the the past two looks i'm just not i've not been feeling yeah i, I think as well like I mean, the workroom looks are just as much a, an icon kind of meme moment for most of the contestants. Most definitely. And, like, the outfit Shay was wearing was, like, really Everything. cool. Like, so cool. And it feels almost like Rue's um, kind of team have gone, okay, they're getting commentary. They're up in their game. They're up in their game and they're getting commentary on this. We need to yeah. do the same for you now. Because I saw actually a tweet and I didn't even think about it until I saw the tweet. Someone tweeted a photograph of Trinity and the and her rehearsal mode with that sort of like iridescent blue bomber and yep. the blue hat and was just like, What colour is this? I need my whole wardrobe to be this colour. <laughs> and I was like, I also need my whole wardrobe to be this colour. That's amazing, you know? Yeah, very, very Elsery. Yes. Very. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> I'm so sorry, Spillers. I literally have a word for each person for the speeches. Well, I'm not a man of few words, so don't <laughs> you worry, Spillers. We're we're here. Monet, <laughs> comb. The comb. The whoop. The <laughs> anai whoop. <laughs> it was literally, ru- ru- it was like, Monet goes, ooh, and then Ro goes, whoo. <laughs> It reminded me, last weekend I was very lucky enough to escape the flags and the bunting and go to um, Italy with my friends and with Simon. And every time the waiter popped the cork (laughs) of our Prosecco, my friend Tamika would go, literally every single time. It was like a little mini celebration. And I I recorded Rue doing it and sent it to her. And was like, you and Verona. Literally. Literally, like it was just the. Oh. But in any other se- in any other season, my name was in the bottom. Oh, the, that comb fell out. You you must die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, the floor is lava. Yeah, yeah. I loved is like I have to say like I loved that all of their graduation like caps and gowns were different. So I think that they were told it was a runway. Oh, okay, maybe. I think they were told it was a runway, and it was like. Graduation. 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 And then they then turned it into a challenge. Yeah. Because the fact that they all had that shit, I'm sorry. There's like, I know obviously Trinity in the workroom was putting something for a sewing machine, but that could have been that she was just adding some diamante or something. Yeah, yeah. They had those outfits. Yeah. They were beautiful outfits. They were great. So fun. And I loved that, like I said, I loved that they were all different as well. But that's also why, because because they brought those outfits with them, you like Jinx had to do something witchy. Yeah, yeah. And then Roger had to do something sorceress. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved that like Jinx made it witchy at the beginning, but yeah. then it it turned Spiral, around. Yeah. And I liked I liked that. Um so Shay, I've put baddest bitch in school. Yeah. And I've just put like so, still. slept with the whole football team. Yeah. Le- yeah. Yeah. I must admit, I didn't I didn't like her dress. Her graduation dress because the bit that was cups it just looked like two like i wear sports bras and you can take the triangles out of them and it looked like it was just stuck she, yeah yeah sorry excuse me i thought we were still on money <laughs> um they, they, it looked like they were still stuck they i were stuck to her see i kind of liked it for me it was like quite structured it was almost like 90s versace 
without the yeah, safety pins. I get that. I was just like, that looks like what I take out before I put my thing in the wash. Her look was very beautiful, but it was yes. somewhat more funereal than it was graduation. Yes, I thought exactly the same. Um, I thought for her, I was like, I would have, I would have expected her to actually gone like really generic um, graduation gown, but gone yeah. like made it fashion. Yeah, but but is it fashion? But is it? It's fashion, but. It's fashion. <laughs> I, th- I think copyright it would be that. trademark. Copyright trademark, literally. Um, then I've put so Trinity. I've put work for Mo. That was really funny about the phonics. So cute and really like like really sort of personal to yes. her and the story of like how she never got to graduate because you know she was a full time caterer for her grandmother was yeah. such a beautiful story and again it was one of those ones where. In drag, she's such a force. She's yeah. such a powerful being. And in season nine, she was very much so head in the game, head in the game. I'm here to win. But we saw little elements of that come through. Yeah. Particularly towards the end. Whereas this season, we're really seeing the humanity. Yeah. And I thought that story just really was so... It be, like really beautifully grounded her. Yeah. So Raja, I've actually got stuff. Brilliant. Raja for me was an outright winner. Hundred cha- percent like, of this challenge. I was just like smashed it. She killed it. So I've put all gonna die. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter because we're all gonna die. Um, and everyone laughed at that. And then as a fellow dyslexic, it was this idea of institutions or um intuitions. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is brilliant. I mean, when she said that, I automatically thought of you. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. Dyslexic gaps over here. Um, and you know what? I couldn't even figure out how to say spell intuition, so I've just written it as a random squiggle and hoped that I remembered that it was a random squiggle, so well done, me. Um, yeah, 100% the winner of the challenge, without Definitely. a shadow of a doubt. Um, Jada, gone. I was just going to say, 100% the winner, and similarly to like what, what we said in Snatch Game, where Jinx was 100% the winner, but there was a few people that I could have quite easily yes. seen with along with her. That's the way I felt about this challenge. It was definitely Raja yep. but it it could have been Jada it could have been Jinx it could have been Viv yeah yeah 100% so Jada's I if I was doing this challenge I think I probably would have gone the route of Jada in the mm. respect of like hold for applause hold for applause stuff like I that so much. Um, and at the end her referencing the over that I think that's uh-huh. That's the way that I probably would have gone for it because I'm not intelligent enough nor funny enough to actually write something comedic. So <laughs> I would probably have gone down the kind of slapstick humour, yeah. which she did. But I've put blessed because, again, it is this little sister energy. I love yeah. I love it so much. It was very much so, like, I feel as though if I was to do it, mine would have been a la Mean Girls at prom, breaking up the crown and yes. giving it up, giving, giving parts away. Um, and it kind of had that similar energy, but little bits like the hold for applause just yeah. <clears throat> really brought it home. And just little things like that really made me think she's she could be doing, uh, you know another win she yeah. could have gotten another badge out yeah. of this I, so the next the next person is, is Evie who is failure I thought Evie was going to get the win going to be honest uh-huh. opposed to Jinx mm. because this is RuPaul's favourite shit yeah 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 this idea of failure and picking yourself back up and like this is literally the shit RuPaul like lives yeah. for I thought she was going to snatch it because of it 
Yeah, I liked I liked the message. I hated her draguation look so much. Oh, I also hated the entrance with the cards. Oh fuck no. I mean, the way she flailed around the floor, amazing, right? She's got, like, rubber limbs. Yeah. But, like, to me, I was just a bit like, oh, okay. However, and Michelle says it in the deliberation, she did that bit with the cards, therefore did the whole speech from memory. Yes. So kudos to her. Yeah. I, I thought she was going to... I really genuinely yeah. thought she was going to take the win. I don't know why she hasn't... There's been a few times where I felt as though she could win mm. and she hasn't yet. And I feel as though that's potentially production choice rather I than... I also feel like, though, it could have been an incredible production choice for it to be Evie and Raja. Yeah. And this idea that what they've now both got their stars, whoever wins this gets to actually determine... Who's going to be ahead gonna, of the game. Yeah. Because... Raja and Evie, the on, only two who, you know, Monet hasn't spoken to about this alliance. That could have very quickly became their alliance. Yeah. I'll give you the second. Yeah. There's, there was something yeah. quite, I felt could have been quite, yeah, quite you're clever right. in that. Um, so then Jinx, we have this kind of toil, toil. Uh, where's my brain? Come on, Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I'm so tired today. Toil, toil, bubble and... Right, great. Yeah, yeah that's that, it. That one... <laughs> I'm so tired today. I'm Shut not up ready. and drink your yeah. gin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can tell that I... This is why I don't like script. I told you I like improv. Um, but this idea of kind of like witchy at the start going mm. into this whole Amsterdam story, it was hilarious. I just genuinely don't think... I don't think it deserved the other win. It was a young Winifred Sanders. It was mm. wonderful, in my opinion. I liked the Amsterdam story. I liked the way she kept coming back to, I got hit by a fucking car. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really funny. And I really liked that sort of analogy or allegory or, I mean, hubble bubble boiling trouble, whatever, you know. <laughs> but the... The whole idea of like that as a metaphor for like you can undergo trauma yeah. and actually not experience any of the effects of that trauma until yeah. much later in life. I thought yeah. that was quite a beautiful metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like, I don't know why, I feel like when I've gone back and I've edited and obviously you hear yourself over and over and you're like taking out every other um that you've said because you can't think of what you're trying to say, that I feel like I'm coming across like I'm really anti-jinx this season. I don't know why. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. And I don't think um, you sound like that when we chat. I think that ultimately what we do is we're ho- we hold Jinx to a much higher standard yeah. because she is... A machine. She warrants yeah. being held at that standard yeah. because she is so incredible at what she does. Yeah, she's, she's, um, she's got her craft down. Yeah, she's, she's a master. She's been a master of it since season five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last, last but not least, we have our British queen. We have Viv. So I just, I don't know what... She is funny enough. She doesn't need to be drunk. I know we've already spoken yeah. about this anyway. She is funny enough. She doesn't need to be. And actually, her jokes in it were very good. And I actually think I would have actually preferred them not drunk. So like that, old, that whole idea of like Jinx finished top of her class, but um, Trinity finished on top of her professor. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
So I so I didn't actually mind the drunk trope as much as I thought I would. Okay. Um, I liked the sort of intro into it, talking about our journey through sobriety. Yeah. Mixed with obviously being inebriated. Yeah. Like what the judges said, I think she kept the balance quite nice. That yep. it wasn't overkill. It didn't become tiresome mm-hmm. for me. Um, it was clever. The fall at the end was yep. was was good. The fact that she just stayed there the whole time. I wish that at the end where someone mentioned something and they zoomed into her. I wish there was a little like thumbs up at the end or yeah. something just to kind of bookend it. Um, but I really I. I liked it much more than I did in the rehearsal or I thought, at least I thought I was going to do in the rehearsal. Equally to, you know, what we've spoken about, Jinx, saying that maybe we're holding her to a higher standard. I think my expectations of Viv were quite low going into it. I mean, we said it at the beginning, didn't we? We were a bit like, oh, I'm not sure. At the time where we thought there was going to be eliminations and stuff, we thought she might be one of the early ones to go. Yeah. Um, She's proven me wrong. She's making me eat my words. She's consistently doing really strong work. Um, I don't, I think that sort of like old tropey British humour as in our personal yeah. brand of humour that yeah. we enjoy. So naturally we're not going to like buy into that right away. Mm-hmm. But there's something really quite magical about what Viv does, I think. Yeah, I think I think I'm really enjoying the British voice in the room. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. Um yeah, I just I, I just feel like I, th- I do you know what I think it is? It was played up to be this I've got a sleeve uh, like I've got something up my sleeve. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be like this amazing costume reveal or something. Yeah. And then it was she was playing drunk, and I was like, anyone could do drunk. But it would have been quite funny if like the fall was a result of trying to do a reveal or something. Yeah. Do you know. Yeah. Like she was trying to unbutton it, or like she tripped on her thing. Yeah. You know, rather than going off and, yeah. and falling, um, that would have been. That would have been quite different, yeah. To see, although I do, I did like her story about you know when she was being, when they're talking about it over in deliberation, where she talks about her experience at school and how there was one teacher that really yeah. she gravitated towards and she warmed to because every queer kid has that in yeah. school, or I would hope that they do because they're such, um, like they're such beacons of light for yeah. for queer young people. Yeah. Um I certainly had one. Um and I know that there's that old trope that like gays love their English teacher. Yeah. Mine's just happens to be my English teacher. Yeah. But it's all like everyone needs that person yeah. that's kinda gonna have their back. Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I'm not all the way through. I think I'm only on Essentially, episode two of Heartstopper, but the art uh, teacher is that yeah. is that equivalent, and I really appreciate that. So, that's talked about in Untucked. Oh, I sorry, my bad. I thought it was on the when they so, were talking to the judges. So about it. if you haven't spillers, you have to go and watch Untucked this week because you're only getting half the story, a third of the story, <laughs> um, because it touches on topics that we spoke about in last week's episode. Yeah, I think this kind of idea of like 
high school kids of today, the different, and also it also explores this difference between a US school and a UK school. Yeah. And that's really interesting to kind of see um, discussed between the queens. And it's quite timely because obviously we've got this absolute shit show going on in the US at the yeah. moment where they should, frankly, be banning all assault rifles. Yeah. They should be doing what New Zealand have done and did a buyback scheme yeah. and, got, and got them all in and burned them all. Yeah. But instead they're saying, hey, do you know what? actually damaging for young children drag queens <laughs> cool. i'm laughing because it's ridiculous cool and i see the logic no i don't this and this is what's going on so actually my god the 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 sort of celestial beings yeah. are watching over us because this parallel of these you know really established incredible members of the queer community talking about their school experience mm. while we're still dealing with the aftermath of this most horrendous mm. um like massacre in, yeah. in te- texas talking about that as a singular when we all know there's been far too many in the states but like there was something quite kismet about mm. it hap- th- that episode happening this week yeah i think i think for me it, it kind of paid a little bit of like unintentionally paid homage to Jamie. Yes. In that kind of this yeah. idea that there's this kind of queer kid at school that uh-huh. what learns to express himself and wants to do drag and all of that. And a lot of them say, look, we did drag really young. Also in Untucked, they also say how old, sorry, I'm going away from the <laughs> sentimental stuff, how old Raja is. Yes. So how old is she? 47. I, I just cannot believe that. I know. I know. How the how the fuck is that person forty seven? She's had the good work. Yes. Yes. She's had the good work. And that's not to be that's not to be judgmental. No. What I mean is like, listen, if you want to put fillers in your face and do all that, go off. Yeah. Like live your life. I'm not here to judge. But when people get work done that's so good, mm. it's like Jane Fonda work. Yes. It felt it feels like I just I was just flabbergasted. Mm. I still mm. am. Yes. I was like, I can't believe it. She's she's iconic. But the fact that she was graduating high school and people in the room still hadn't been born yet. I know. Like that's great. That seems crazy to me, but also shows how much of a legend Raja is. But if you think about even like how old Crystal Versace would have been when Raja won in season three. Yeah. So Crystal Versace was what nine twenty one when she won, or was she even young? Eighteen. Eight, she was 18 when she won season three. Yeah. Fuck She off. was the youngest queen ever. Wow. Or maybe, or she might have been 19. Well, 18 yeah, when she applied, yeah. 19 on the show. So when Russia won, yeah. she would have been like nine. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Violet was like, she's taken that, that thing away from me because she was the youngest queen because yes. she was 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sure she was like 19, something yeah, mental well, like know. that. Amazing. Incredible. I have no other notes. The looks. We've still to talk about the looks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. Let's just whiz through them. I'll get them up on Instagram. We'll I am discuss. ready to talk about this McQueen bird of paradise. <laughs> like, Monet, if you're listening... My God, you look incredible. It's incredible, but is it Vale? 
I liked the fact, because do you know what I liked about it? Okay, so first things first is that idea of you put the thing over the birdcage and she stops singing, she go, they go to sleep. Yeah. Um. So there was that. But equally, if you think about, like, sorry to be this person this week, but if you think about, like, the traditional, like, reasons behind what veils were, yeah. like, passing on the ownership and stuff, there's something quite being in captivity so yes. in, in, in essence that that birdcage was like cat being yeah. captive held mm. captive yeah i the only thing i wish it didn't just fall off i wish it was like attached at the back got you that for me got i think you. that for me was the illusion so i was like is it a cage with a sheet on top if it had been attached somehow so it still maybe hung down mm. the back the the mcqueen dress that she's referencing in this but she's done us kind like of the, a more of a springer yeah. springier palette is so incredible um it's red and black and um really really dramatic as as is all of um Lee McQueen's work yeah. but this is the that there's a red and black one and then there's one that's really like wow like aquamarine fuchsia colorways and she did a kind of pastel version of it and i really enjoyed it yeah i thought i thought it was a fun look i thought the hip pads were fun like yes the, like that was fun um, panniers almost we're going in the order that they spoke yeah. in um shay said this kind oh of like God. homage to her grandmother this beekeeper look i fucking love this i am obsessed with this Last week we said, I know that I'm a big Shay stan and she let me down last week, but oh my God, was this look absolutely exquisite. It was amazing. I, I was colours. like, I'd wear this. I would wear that. Like, I was very Tom Ford Gucci. Yeah. It was, oh, it, it was, was unbelievable. Beautiful. And also the, the, the detail of like the way the, the veil kind of went down and twizzled and it kind of looked like uh, plaits yes I fucking loved that it was so detail orientated it was beautiful Trinity has this kind of red look I'm not gonna lie like I don't I'm not like hugely in love with this look I like the story that she told behind it about like marrying the man him dying and then marrying the son yeah Um, I thought that was really funny um for me, I'm just like, oh my... I struggle to pack for four days. Like, with, uh, oh, is it going to be cold? I better take a jumper. Oh, that doesn't fit in. Oh, it'll be cold. Da-da-da. How did she get all that fabric? She's got Marie Kondo. My God. Like, wrapping that shit for her. She's getting the Dyson on them. <laughs> on those bags. Um, Raj has not uploaded a picture. But, oh my God. Oh, this... it's the Vogue, it's the, um, the Vogue called Marge, yeah. isn't it? The Vogue homage, the Victor and Rolf yep. ness of it all, yep. but also the, the the smartness of it to be voile, yes. which is French like, for yeah. veil, but for it to be in Vogue font, I am absolutely blown away by that look. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. And again, and she won this week. The absolute, no one, no one talked her this week. Yes, the 100%. Ultimate. 100%. Jada has this kind of black look, this polka dot. Um, it it felt very like Spanish mantilla. Seven yes. years of mourning. That's exactly um, where my brain went. Very like Garcia Lorca. Um, I liked it. I wish the veil was a little bit m- more sheer, so we could have seen, seen her, her face. face. Um, but I 
I loved the drama of it all. And it was very like House of Bernardo Alba. Yes, that's exactly right? where my brain went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is the mother's name in it? Um, is it not Bernardo? Bernardo Alba? It must be Bernardo. Yeah. 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 Uh, school, I obviously was the mum. Obviously. I mean... The bitch. The most depressing play text. I don't know why like, kids still study it. Garcia Lorca, not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not a comedian. Um, then Evie Oddly, so it's this, again... Missoni. So they don't say this on the runway, but they say it in Antarctica. This was also a homage to her grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this look. I loved it. I was like, Marguerite Tamasone goes to Burning Man. That was I love this insane. look. It's very Aztec. It's very, like... The, for me, it's like the turquoise beading and it's also the kind of rainbow flag and the beading as well. Like, it's very clever. That was beautiful. Um, that's, that is, I'm like, that's Evie Oddly to me. Like, mm-hmm. where the mm-hmm. where the fuck has this Evie Oddly been? Um, Jinx Monsoon. Oh. Which one was it? It was the lilac one. So it was what? quite interesting because it was this whole idea of that she um, doesn't wear purple. Mm. Obviously, yeah. ended up with purple and then there's one lilac again in this. Beautiful. It was very Goldie Hawn. Yes. And Death Becomes Her. Yes. Um, I wish, again, either that she had taken the veil off. Yep. Um, sooner. Yes. Or that it was more sheer so that yes. we could see her face. That being said, even if the veil was just the back. The back. With, with the butter. Because the butterflies carrying it was so genius. So clever. Beautiful. She, I think that's the best she's ever looked. Not with a veil covering her face, <laughs> but like, I don't think she's ever looked as good as that. I'm trying to think of another look where I've been like, there isn't one. No, I don't think there is. <laughs> no, I don't think there is. She looked stunning. Yeah, she did. Um, and then last but not least, um, we've got the Vivian. So it's this I liked kind this. of, um, gag, one. Just yeah. I was, I was like, it's fun. It's cool. I wish it wasn't blue. I feel like she's worn blue a lot. This season. I didn't mind the blue um like what's the what's the what straps and I didn't mind yeah. the blue veil, but I wished that the dress was almost a different colour to yeah. it so that the all of the sort of bondage um stood straps out. stood out more. Um again it was very McQueen inspired. Yeah. Um you know, McQueen's done very sort of sinister runway yeah. runway collections, you know, Highland Drape being the one that kind of yeah. springs to mind most. But I I really enjoyed it. And I also really enjoyed the fact that it was this sort of like really beautiful makeup yeah. um through that sheer veil. And then that that actually there was an element at the beginning of fear in the eyes. Yeah. And then as she got closer down she was, it was like the character was taking ownership of yeah. like, I've chosen to be here at, yeah. and I'm into it, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this look. I just wish it wasn't blue. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I did, if the veil was blue, veil and the bondage was blue, but the dress was a different, yeah. more of a contrasting colour. I'd have liked it even more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I, it's really weird actually. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how, I don't know with this look I really love the concept I just I think it's the arms let me see the arms I don't know if I like the arms Be, yeah 
I actually think it would have been more interesting if her hands were behind her back. Mm. And she had to walk uh-huh. with her hands behind yeah, her yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although what I enjoy about them being to the front, even though she's bound to the front, is there's something quite wedding-y about that. It's almost yeah. like she's walking it's down bridal. like that. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Bridal is the word. Wedding-y is not the word. wedding Um Yeah. But again, her her look that she was wearing was blue. Her gown. Yes. So I don't. I just feel and like then the week before she had the blue studded one. The week before that she had the blue. The blue one obviously she, made. she didn't get a choice in that, but she had yeah. the. I just feel like all I've seen her in is blue. Yeah. I'm like, not blue. Yeah. Not blue. Here for them overall, though. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just wish they weren't the every week back to back. Yeah. 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 Um. There is no notes on my page. Um, the only thing I did write that I was like, I don't know if that should have been allowed, was this idea that they said about Oh, Nikki Glaser Glazer said it twice. <laughs> Burka lingerie. Yeah, yeah. I've realised my book I've written Linguini, but... Burka Linguini. Burka Linguini. <laughs> but I was a bit like, ooh, ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It, yeah. No, I, I agree, yeah. I thought she said it once and I thought, okay. And then she said it twice and I was like, hun, you know? Um, The thing is, like, educate us, dear listeners. Like, was that that problematic or are we viewing it through a problematic lens? Because I I felt exactly the same way. I was a bit like, ooh, that's... That seems a bit six seasons ago. Mm, mm. Like, are we not better than that now? I was watching a compilation of um, um, of Untucked season three. Oh my god! Oh, some of the phrases and stuff are horrendous in it. They're they, really the, bad. The, the tea, they they drop the tea bomb. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And their problem with Carmen Carrera because she looks like a tea. Yeah. Horrendous. It's really bad. She's a trans woman. Yeah. What the fuck, you know? Yeah. And what and why does that discredit her from taking part in this com- competition? Yeah. Anyway, digress. Yeah. I oh, I put Raza Jinx lip sync, better in colour Lizzo. I'm really sad that this was their song. Because I was that song is a song I would really want pe- two people to really fucking go for it. Could you imagine Monet? And Evie yeah. lip sync that. That would have been incredible. Or even Trinity. Yeah. Like Shay Shay, not so much. We've seen a lot of of Shay. Yeah. Um that might <laughs> it was almost like you know when there's just songs that really aren't appropriate for your parents to like yeah. but they do. <laughs> and then at like family parties they're like, Oh, let's go it, it felt it felt be- like yeah. very that. It felt very like Two aunties on the dance floor. Everyone else has gone off to get a drink. Yeah. Felt very that energy. Um, I have no other notes. Genuinely no other notes. So any final remarks about the episode, Chris? <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed it. Again, maybe it was because our, our sort of expectations of it were low. But we, we went in not really knowing much about no. it. And I, and I also feel somewhat more educated on the sort of graduation commencement speeches yeah. now. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it shone a really beautiful light on some of their um childhood childhoods and backgrounds yep. that they um that we weren't privy to before. No. Um and fucking hell, Shea Coulee's look 
world level and then history yeah a hundred percent like that look is incredible uh-huh. um i was just googling what the thing was for next week because i can't remember um it's girl bands. girl bands i am so excited yes i'm intrigued to see how vivian does in this considering how she did in the last yeah yeah because yeah. is it the no i'm absolutely chatting out my ass. I was going to say it's the first time that they've done it on US but they've done it loads on US I don't know what I'm talking about and particularly on All Stars obviously they did the they've done multiple they've done multiple, they've done multiple of this um, I'm really intrigued to see I really hope that they have some matching outfits for fuck's sake and no fucking H&M <laughs> but no I like I think this is going to be a good episode me and too I, I like that it's this um, Y2K it's very now and the stakes feel a little bit higher yeah. now now there's like stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm like, I want to see some allies now. I think we will. I'm well, well excited. We'll and well, yeah, we'll find out who gets this star. Because we don't know. My money's on Evie. I'd be shocked if it isn't. Yeah. Because Jinx is, unless Jinx has got something for someone else, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Anywho. Um, that's it, Spillers, for this week. Um... We're going to finish our glasses of wine and I'm going to edit this. So there you go. But I hope you all have a lovely week. Is there anything else you want to say, Chris? No, but thank you for my dinner tonight. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, my, you got, here a little fact for you, Spillers. When you're doing some some rice, a bit of, <gasps> bit of lime zest oh my God. in that a rice revelation. changes the game. Hmm. Give it to give it to your other half. Give it to your guests and they come over. Give it to your parents. They'll love it. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, but that's it. That's it for this week, Spillers. Bye. Bye.